What I want is a defensive lineman, but what we want isn't always what we can have. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. I would love nothing more from this upcoming draft than to see somehow, some way, the Pittsburgh franchise anchored all over again at the defensive line position. I'm not going to get all melodramatic on you here and remind you that Mean Joe Green was the foundation of the Super Steelers of the 1970s. The the draft pick that really, really made Chuck Knoll's vision happen. I'm not going to remind you that it's been year after year after year, uh, no matter how much turnover there is at other positions, the defensive line stays, for the most part, steady. Unfortunately, I would say over the past maybe only just two, three years, ever since Stefan Tuitt got out of football, that you've seen it reduced to just a single person. That, of course, being Cam Hayward. Cam has had to carry the defensive line legacy on his own broad shoulders. Uh, that's not a knock on Larry Ogunjobi. That's not a knock on other guys who've been okay at the position. But these aren't the types of guys where you look and you say, all right, there's a Brett Kiesel. There's an Aaron Smith. You know, there's a Casey Hampton. There's a defensive line presence on this team. And nothing, nothing would be better, I think, for the future than to have that player come in both for the now and for the then. Because let's not kid each other here. The now has Cam, and presuming probably safely that he'll still be an impact guy at his age. Okunjobi's obviously back. And then you're getting into, you know, some question marks. So the now is an issue as well. But the bigger issue, by far, in this scenario, and the reason that I stop miles short of saying, get a D-lineman, get a D-lineman, is that I don't know that there's going to be one. I don't know that that'll be the case at number 17. I don't even know that that'd be the case if the Steelers elected to move up. It is not a great defensive line class. And I'm going to start with a guy who is seen almost universally as the number one, in fact, the number one by a big margin, that, of course, being Jalen Carter of Georgia. He's had his uh, off-field nonsense that's held him back. Got in trouble in the week of the combine, for crying out loud. These are the kinds of things that aren't, they're not just alarm bells. They're not red flags. They're screaming sirens down the boulevard. Because it tells you that he just doesn't have discipline or he doesn't have the maturity. Now, some guys, of course, grow into that, or I should say grow out of it. But you don't know that about this individual. And you would be taking one monster risk with him. Now, that said, his football ability is such that nobody, nobody believes he'd drop out of the first round or even necessarily drop as far as number 17. But what you wouldn't do if you're the Steelers, unconditionally, in my eyes, is move up 
to try to get him. He is just, you just don't do that. If you're moving up, well, to apologies to Devin Bush, you've got to be sure. You've got to be 100% sure. And there's no way you can be that about Carter. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Beyond that, there are good players, and I'm not going to knock them. Miles Murphy from Clemson, another kid from Clemson, Brian Brzee. These are these are good players, uh, potential impact players, depending on how you view them. There's nobody out of these three now, however, that I'd move up for. And after these three, you're looking at Kalijah Kansi from Pitt. And I know a lot of you bring him up just because he's a Pitt guy and because there's some prototype resemblance to Aaron Donald. Nothing else, just prototype resemblance, never mind the fact that they went to the same school. But everything I've heard from the South Side, and man, this would be one whale of a smokescreen if they've been pulling off a smokescreen, is that they're just not interested. Remember that it works both ways when you're right next door. They know you, they have all the information on you, but that can also be not great. You know, it can be a big positive when it comes to Kenny Pickett, when it comes to James Conner, but it can also be a negative. Uh, that's not to say that Cansey is seen as a negative by the Steelers. It's to say that he might not fit what it is that they view as a need at the defensive line position. They are looking for bigger bodies. They're looking for people who can stop the run. They're looking for people who can lessen the load on their inside linebackers. If you've been watching this team, you know why that is. And Cansey's not that guy. Cansey's the guy that's going to show you all kinds of dynamic athleticism. He is going to get to the quarterback. He is going to penetrate into your backfield in general. But, yeah. So, if... These vibes are correct, and if you don't have another one, uh, another player in this category that you see is maybe jumping up as a surprise, like say, for example, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, then you're not really focused on this position, are you? And I think this is the classic exhibit of why you don't draft for need. What you do instead is you get your best player. If there's a tie, have that best player be at the position that you want, like cornerback, as I was going over yesterday. Cornerback is the need on this team. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Would you? Would you dispute that quarterback is the pre... I said quarterback. Cornerback is the preeminent need on this team. Please save me. Save me from all of your... What do you mean I need a quarterback? communications that you might be considering sending this way i i i would love the d lineman i would i i don't see it as being in the picture i do see the team finding or having to find another way to continue to stop gap there and or having demarvin leal take a big big step forward over this coming summer when we come back j1q 
Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Clint, who says, Hey, DK, with the Steelers' current state, the middle linebacker at hand, do you believe they will make additional moves inside or outside the draft before the season? I like the two additions so far, but it still somehow feels like a glaring hole. Maybe it's just because they're still looking for the replacement for you-know-who. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, They've been looking for the replacement for Ryan Shazier for Way too long, uh, embarrassingly too long. With all due respect to Shazy and how special he was as a player, and I'm not suggesting that you know he's a snap to replace, okay? But you can't have the position drop from where he was to how low it is and how low it's been for a while now and have that considered to be excusable. You know what I'm saying? That's just not okay, especially when, as I mentioned in the opening segment, you use draft capital to trade up to get somebody there. I'm with you in that I like Elandon Roberts. I like Cole Holcomb. I feel that both of them are an upgrade over Robert Spillane. Again, just stay with me here before you hear that. That's it. I think they're better than him. I think they can be as impactful as Miles Jack when Miles was healthy. And I think they can be better against the run than what we've seen from really pretty much everybody for far too long right now at that position, at inside linebacker. But here again, you and I right now, Clint, we can want an inside linebacker. But did you notice that nobody, 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 nobody ties the Steelers to an inside linebacker at the number 17 spot in the draft? Know why? It's not really there. And you can't force it. You don't want to force it. What you're going to have to do, I think, is scout more toward potential, evaluate more toward potential, even if someone comes in as a project, and look at adding a player in that concept to your room, but then also try to determine what's the next step for Mark Robinson. Robinson had a funny season. You know, we we all uh, saw what he did in the preseason, and it was super exciting. He looked like, really dating myself with this reference, but I've used it as it relates to Robinson before, uh, Kendrell Bell. Different positions, but Kendrell just had this incredible, freakish closing ability. And that's what Robinson showed in the preseason. Then, of course, he had a hard time getting a hat. And by the end of the season, whenever... Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin and everyone else had gotten so fed up with the team's general inability to stop the run, they went into the game against Baltimore, in Baltimore, needing the equivalent of a gimmick. 
and they used both Robinson and Leal in that role, alternating them, moving them in and out, uh, having them spy on Tyler Huntley, go after him, make sure that the Ravens can't uh, run out of there, find somebody who can close. Well, Robinson did that, and he was a big, big factor in that game. And that fairly led to him getting more playing time the following week against Cleveland, only the Browns figured him out and exposed him in a big hurry, and he made some significant, very visible mistakes in coverage, in tackling, that showed how much work he still has ahead, how much of a project he remains. There's a reason he was drafted as late as he was. So can you take that athleticism? Can you harness it? Can you nurture it? Can you develop it? Uh, and then can you put it out onto the field uh, with a regular snap count? As opposed to just, hey, here's this one very specific thing we need you to do, and you don't have to do anything else. Because that's not a regular inside linebacker. So there are answers, I think, maybe, maybe, but it's going to take some work. Look, I just, between the opening segment and now your cue here, Clint, I think we've covered the two biggest areas of concern. And I have a bad feeling that they'll continue to be areas of concern even after the first day or two of the coming draft. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one Monday, and here we go, as they say. 